Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hooray for Hollywood! Hooray for Hollywood! You're so misunderstood. Keep shining like you should. Hooray for Hollywood! Hey, this is Brett Gersky. Welcome to another edition of On the List. Today's Friday, March 14, 2014. This is episode number 35. I have two guests here in the studio with me at the Ski Lodge. One is a beautiful and talented actress who stars on the new sci-fi series, Bitten, and is also on the cover of this month's Maxim, Laura Vandervoort. Hello. Thanks for being here, Laura. <laughs> Thank you. And my very good friend, Oliver Trevina, who just happens to be Laura's fiance. This is true. And this a talented true. man in his own right, Oliver Thank Trevina. Thank you. I, wonder, I was waiting to see what kind of intro you gave me, and to be honest, that was pretty crap. I thought, no. I thought you were going to be the beautiful well, actress. I, I actually, would like to be the beautiful actress who's yeah. currently on the cover of Maxim. Well, I thought when I said beautiful and talented, you were going to chime in and say thank you. <laughs> I should have. <laughs> Before I even said You know me so well. I do know you well. Um, Oliver, you are a host on Young Hollywood. This is correct. And an actor and a musician and jack of all trades. I, I just try and do what I can. You do. It and you're, a lot of times you're on this side of the microphone. I normally am, yeah. It's, but, quite, it's quite weird to be interviewed. To be the in a way, subject? Yeah. 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 But we do radio shows a lot together, so, yeah, we, but, so we, but we don't interview each other. Exactly. So this exactly. will be fun. I'm always a bit wary of what questions or what things people are going to ask, but with Brett, I feel quite comfortable. Oh, thanks. I'll find out if I'm comfortable. I know. <laughs> We've known each other for less time. So I mentioned fiancé, so first of all, congratulations on your engagement. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. How does that feel? It feels... Uh, I feel pressured. I feel claustrophobic. I yeah, feel like right. I can't breathe. <laughs> yeah, right. No, it feels great. Obviously, I uh, obviously I really love the girl. Hence, us being engaged. So, yeah. yeah. So. And she said yes. So it's great because if this interview was to happen with her saying no, <laughs> well, I wouldn't be here. You no, exactly. would be dead. <laughs> she wouldn't have shown up. Who said I'd be dead? She'd be buried. No. Of course. Come How on. awkward would it be in Hollywood to bump into a girl that said no to marrying you? If you just kill them, it's over with. Wow. I'm just kidding, obviously. Luckily, people can hear in the so, tone that you're joking. English humor. A, English humor. Yeah. This is clearly, I would never kill anyone. Yeah, I should say, you're English. Yeah. And Laura is Canadian. I am. So we've got an international <laughs> show tonight. Which, it, Canada is practically England, isn't it? Our queen's on your money and... You'd like to think so. And that sort of stuff. Um, we celebrated your engagement this past weekend. Mm. We did. Big we did. engagement party. Yep, just yeah, us three. Busy. No, it was a big party. A just lot us of three with pizza. Watching no, TV. tell tell about your engagement party. It was at a very new lounge called. How do you pronounce it's it? It's Valcluse. Valcluse Lounge. Yes, it's across the street from Chateau, Chateau. Marmont. Yes, yeah, on, Sunset. on Sunset Boulevard. It's it, Charlie Chaplin's old house. Well, that's the thing. On the wall, it tells you the history of the place. Charlie it's Chaplin amazing. lived there. Bob Dylan, Janis Joplin, Rolling Stones shot their videos there. Uh, Rod Stewart had a British pub there. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very historical location. Yeah, and now, cool. biggest thing of all, yeah, I, Oliver and Laura celebrated their engagement <laughs> be on the wall We should actually week. go back yeah. and check. If not, we just take a Sharpie and do it ourselves. <laughs> and add it. Did you guys have a good time at the party? It yeah. was fun. It was great. We had our, um, my parents were in town and Laura's parents were in town. So it was the first time they met as well. Wow. Um, that's big. They met obviously before the party and, you know, met properly. And then we went into the into the party itself and they seem to have fun. And everyone I've spoke to, it's nice because I, we got so many messages from people just saying that they had a great Time. It was just a good atmosphere, fun, totally. lots of drinks, you know, yes. music, and we got to open bar, open bar yeah. that we hadn't met before. Yeah, I noticed so. you guys didn't have a lot of time to stop because no. you were being pulled in every direction, yeah. meeting people yeah. for the first time. It was kind of fun to talk to people and ask which one of you they knew. Most yeah. of them knew him. A lot of them knew Oliver. <laughs> I was yeah. being pulled by my left hand and drinking with my right. Right. That was normally how it was That's going. how you do it. But yeah. it was fun. Yeah. 
It's, it it's like it was like a birthday party, but double because there's both of you. Exactly, exactly. That's, it was nice. Like yeah, a wedding rehearsal, really. Yeah, ah. it, was nice. it was nice. Yeah. It'd be a fun. Well, wedding. that's exciting. That will be a fun wedding. It was yeah. a very, it was a very nice group of people. Like you yeah. look around the room, and I was like, oh, this is a room full of people that I really like. Yeah, that's what I guess. A lot of people met some new people as well, because obviously your friends and my friends and everyone just said everyone they met it was just, which is nice, you know, because in Hollywood it's tough to get great people in a room yeah you know no disrespect to anyone in particular but <laughs> if you put a bunch of people in a room you're normally going to find a couple that won't get along of yeah course. it was very nice everyone looked very nice people dressed up right. it, was, it was a nice night um so thank i coming. thank you thank for you. inviting me i wouldn't <laughs> have missed it thank you. of course um and i was i always like to give a little backstory how i know people so oliver we became friends figured it out in 2007 which is already uh, seven, seven years ago. Seven years when I was sixteen. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, do you remember you did your birthday dinner at Prime? I Grill? do. I do remember. I was throwing this oh, dinner God, party I do remember. at Prime Grill, and you had this long table. I that think I had it. known you a little bit until then, but that's Briefly, when but it, we like, met properly. Yeah, God, Prime Grill. Yeah. So who was he there with? That restaurant with uh, just friends, no girlfriend at the time. No actually. girlfriend, I think it was like Ryan Rotman and Lance Bass and that whole crew. Yeah, where, where was Prime Grill exactly? On Rodeo Drive. Downstairs, wow! I'm like that a cabana. Was it. Yeah, I love that place. Was great. That was the first my first foray in a nightlife. After I was Brett Ratner's right. assistant, I started throwing this dinner party on Wednesday nights, and I, it was either you or Lance or someone was like, "Can we do this birthday yeah. party?" It was like twenty people. It was a well, long Lance's table. birthday is very close to mine as well, so maybe it was both of you. So I think we had a joint birthday that year. Yeah. yeah. What did your hair look like back then? Um, I think it might have been shaved, maybe. Yeah, probably. Maybe. Yeah. It I've was definitely after the long blonde hair. No, no, no. I it was know. way after I that. I think those right. were the pop star days. They were. I, 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 <laughs> I said goodbye to those. Yeah, I didn't know boy band Ollie. I met like soccer yeah. player Ollie. I'm okay. glad not many people, not many of my friends, I kind of cut out everyone who knew my history. <laughs> right. Everyone who knew that hair. Well, anyone look, that saw hair straighteners or bleached blonde hair, I kind of removed from the situation. Right. But yeah. now a quick Google image search. We could all. <laughs> Gotta love Google. We could Gotta all enjoy love Google. it. And so Laura, I met just in October. Also, Lance Bass was there too because it was his fiance Michael's art show. Yes, at the Farmers Beverly Market. Hills Art Show yeah, in uh, Beverly show. Hills. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. And I met Laura, and you introduced me, and I think you hinted that you were going to marry this girl, and it was the first time I was meeting yeah. her. I think a couple of people early on, I did say I was like, so I'm like, I'm marrying this girl, and now they're really like, oh shit, you weren't drunk. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I was like, well, I was drunk, but <laughs> right. well, I knew you weren't because it was like midday on a Sunday. That means nothing. Well, that means nothing. <laughs> right. That's true. That means nothing. That's a good point. Yeah. That's um, a good and point. Also, okay, so let's talk about. I, I did mention Maxim. I do want to mention yes. that quickly before we get into the serious actor stuff. Okay, because that's we, not serious at all. <laughs> but it is a rite of passage. I feel like in Hollywood I because guess. I was figuring it out. And you're the third guest on the podcast who's been on the cover. Uh, Jamie Lynn Sigler has been on the cover. Uh-huh. And Danya Ramirez has been on the cover Amazing. from Devious Maids. And they've both been on the podcast. And actually, two other girls have been in the magazine, uh, Juliana Gwill and Ariel Kebble. But you are the first person who's on the podcast while your magazine is on newsstands. I have it right here. Here's your Maxim. This is oh, a and this is audio only, but I'm holding it. To it's, it's, she looks make, amazing. Make paper noise so we know you're oh, actually. Yeah. There we go. That <laughs> didn't sound like paper noise. That sounded like you were doing something else to my fiance's magazine. Well, I have to say, I didn't even know you were on it till I opened the mailbox. Oh. And Laura was staring at me from the mailbox. I right. was. I was waiting in there for you to open I, your mailbox. I, I was like, what a surprise. So Laura Vandervoort. <laughs> How does it feel, Oliver, that, to know that your future you know wife... What? I've got to be honest. It was pretty... Uh, obviously, she's amazingly talented. But as a guy, you know, I, I'd, I'd got Maxim when I was younger. And then it was a mixed emotion. I was like, this is really cool. And then I realized that I've got like five 
How many nephews have I got? One, two, three, four. And they're teenagers. Four <laughs> nephews that are teenagers. And I'm like, just the thought of it then entered my mind. I'm like, this is weird. Wow. <laughs> I think it's something to be very proud of. Yeah, no, it's Thank great. You. It's amazing. And she looks absolutely stunning. Oh, yeah, I think it beautiful. was done in a very, um, you know, the maxim that I was used to in my days a was a lot more, yeah. Like Here's the thing. We had a female photographer, Harper, okay. and a female crew. And I said I wanted to do this. As long as it was like a strong woman and classy, and I mean it's Maxim, so it has to have some sex appeal. But yeah, um, it was all women for the shoot, so I was very comfortable, and we had a fun time doing it. And it made sense because Bitten, you know, is out, and it's a very sexy, dark, raw show. Right. Um. So we sort of did the the werewolf thing at night, all black. Yeah, it's alone very ta- in a motel. Very tasteful, <laughs> as they say. Right? Yes. Um. Maxim's cool because you know it's like. I think you know it's it's more tasteful maybe than Playboy. It doesn't have that same right. stigma, but it's mm-hmm. still sexy. But it doesn't give it all away. Right. It's a cool. It's a cool thing. Never give it all away. Never. And it's been around for a while, isn't it? Now. Yeah. It's yeah. quite a it long. Is. Well, this so. is the March 2014 issue, the current right. issue, right. so people can go out and get that Jeez. right now and see Laura Vandervoort. Um, and so, uh, also before we get to the inside the actor studio stuff, uh, the big thing everyone's talking about still from last week is the Oscars. Yeah. And this is the first podcast since the Oscar Awards. And I do have to brag a little bit. We did an Oscar pool on the last podcast, and I got 22 out of 24. Oh, That's wow. Which impressive. is pretty good. I've gotten really good at it. It's like my version Who of were the two you fantasy didn't get? football. Well, I didn't get animated short. I went with this Mickey Mouse one that seemed like it was a no-brainer, but it didn't win. And then I really went with Best Actor. I went with Leonardo DiCaprio. No! I, I knew the smart no. bet. Listen, That's crazy. I knew the smart bet was Matthew McConaughey. If I had money on it, I probably would have done Matthew McConaughey. But I wanted Leonardo DiCaprio to win. I just feel like he's so overdue. He is, but we saw Wolf but, of Wall Street last night. He was fantastic. He did a great job. Yeah. Matthew McConaughey, hands down. I know. See, Listen, we, yeah, see, we hadn't seen uh, Wolf of Wall okay. Street, so when we were like yep. watching the Oscars, there was people around us, and they're like, Leo, 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 and we're like, no, Matthew. And then they were like, have you seen Wolf of Wall Street? And we were like, oh, no, actually, we haven't. So right. we went into it thinking that his performance was going to blow Matthew out of the water. It's different. It's, yeah, it's, it's different. different. It's different, but I just feel that... I, f- I don't know. I'm not an actor like that, but I feel that um, Matthew's performance was a lot harder than a lot. Ha- I don't Different. know if that makes sense. I'm I know what you mean. Yeah. It was a great, listen, I mean. It's a very challenging role. You lose right. weight. You play an AIDS right. patient. I agree with you there. Whereas Leo, it's like you've got you naked party. women. You're doing coke and strippers. It's like method yes. acting. Although I did love <laughs> but... the scene where he was uh, on on whatever drug. Quaaludes. I, I, the trying to get to his car. Oh, that was amazing. The Quaaludes was amazing. alone, I thought were Oscar yeah, worthy. Yeah. Well, yeah. Here, here was my thought on it. Leo's been nominated for the last twenty years. He was nominated when he was younger for in 1994 for the first time. What's eating Gilbert Grape? I love that movie. Did not win that year. Right. He should have won that year. I, well, looking right. back, it would have right. been nice. He actually lost to Tommy Lee Jones for The Fugitive back then. He was a kid, though. He had his whole career ahead of him. He was nominated for Aviator. He was nominated for Blood Diamond. Didn't win those. Uh, he didn't get nominated for Titanic. Remember, he didn't show up because he wasn't nominated. And then what other movies? Catch Me If You Can, uh, Departed, Django Unchained, Always Got Snubbed. So I just felt like it was more it was of time. this career achievement. Whereas McConaughey, it's his first nomination. I kind of felt like it was like, welcome to the club. Right. And then he wins. I don't know. It was... I get what you were doing, but I kind of like... I was they, 
At, yeah. Yeah, they start with the right choice. By the way, yeah. I didn't notice it right away. He did. Did you yes. notice the scene in Wolf of Wall Street um, when the ship's going down and he goes up behind his wife, like the Titanic, and holds her oh, like the Titanic? Yeah. I was like, Titanic literally goes up and grabs her. He's like, I've got you. I've got You're you. Right. I won't let go. That's funny. It was the exact words. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Did you like Wolf of Wall Street? Yeah, yeah I did. It was like my favorite movie of the year, I think. I really I loved think it. I think it was great. The, the only thing is, I'm, I'm, and this is just a personal thing for me, I don't think any movie ever in, in, in the world Ever needs to be longer than two and a half hours. Well, that, he did both or of them, two Titanic hours. and yeah. this one. Yeah, that's a, listen. That's the number one complaint about Wolf of Wall Street. Right. Probably is right. the length of it. But just actually, to me, it was so fun. It was good. It was good. I auditioned for it a couple years for Margot ago. Robbie's part. Yeah, I think that's her name. I could yeah. see that. No, she she was great. She was great. I and thought she was fantastic. That's her first yeah, big thing. Yeah, she's amazing. She's going to do really well. Yeah. Australian. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Another international. And then, um, speaking of McConaughey, I was going to bring this up. Did you guys watch True Detective? Haven't Not watched yet. it yet. We're Haven't saving it. it. We're okay. saving it, yeah. Yeah, I think that helped him, too. I think people were watching Definitely. True Detective while they were in the voting process. That's I'd, what a lot of people yeah, said, yeah. I binge-watched it last weekend to prep for the finale. I went to a viewing party, watched the finale. Um... And so I, I was going to say, just to predict here, to save face for not getting the Oscar right, I think he will win an Emmy for True Detective to go along with the Oscar. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Um, so tell me where you guys watch the Oscar awards. We watch the Oscars at home. Okay. Um, with a couple of friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Friends. And then... A big spread of food. Oh, and nice. then we ate loads. I drank loads of wine. Um, and then we slipped on a tux and a dress and went to Elton John's party first. How was that? That was amazing. It, it was amazing. It was amazing. For me, he's done this stuff before. For me, I'm like... It never was... gets old, though. Oscar yeah. night's a special night. Yeah, to be honest, Elton John's party didn't seem as much fun as it normally was. It was more of a Hollywood event, okay. which I guess it is. Well, it it's just raising seemed... money for charity. Yeah, right? it seemed yeah. a bit more stale. Okay. Um, more, I don't know, more um, more financial suit people as okay. opposed to talent and stuff. Right, okay. Um but it was fun. We had a great time. And I then saw we... you upload some pictures with some people. Yeah, no, right? that, then we went to Madonna's That's Madonna's we party. Saw, well, no, we saw Lance. Yeah, so we saw Lance at, uh, at uh, Ellen John's party. Right. We saw, like, Vanessa. Right. A lot of the young Hollywood. And right. Nooks. Lance Bass, Vanessa Hudgens, for those who might not. <laughs> yeah, Lance Bass. On first name basis. Yeah, sorry, Lance Bass, Vanessa Hudgens. JC was there. Oh, JC, yeah, JC Shazza, Shazza, nice NSYNC reunion. NSYNC reunion. <laughs> Yeah, and a lot of the, like, Colton Haynes. So many younger actors yeah. and stuff like that. Um, and then I think we went up to Madonna's uh, party. That's which, the party, right? Which oh was, goodness. I kid you not, I mean, it's it's a night to me out of every <laughs> night I've had in Hollywood, which is quite a few, is a night that I will never forget. I mean, we from the moment we walked in, it was, like, in your face from pink to ellen degeneres to matthew mcconaughey and his wife to bradley cooper and his girlfriend to madonna to bono to meryl street to paul mccartney brad and angelina i heard we didn't see them them. um i think was in the corner i was gonna say jared leto jared Jared leto was there well jared leto said he and his brother danced with john travolta okay but maybe travolta was still dealing with i think he was getting over the adele disease yeah did you guys (laughs) see that live that was the most shocking i mean for those who might not know he introduced edina menzel it was crazy he said the wickedly talented one and only Adele Dazeem and it, then if, as he turns his face you could see kind of like a frown like you realize he did something so and they're calling wrong. it Travoltifying now oh my god yeah you go to a you website it, for it. <laughs> it tells yeah. you your name mine was um, Bruce Gadlocks instead nice. of Brett Gersky, which was, wasn't I bad I can't remember mine yeah I did do mine <laughs> but I feel like a lot of people I mean obviously it's the Oscars but the, a lot of the the actual award show themselves they were, they were nervous didn't people it seem like it too yeah and which Why they have that, every though? right to because it's the Oscars but I, I mean, know but they've done it before reading some lines from a teleprompter <laughs> right. this is, and, the, and it's rehearsed it's right. four lines rehearsed yeah they said he got it right in rehearsal yeah um, what do you think of people's speeches Lupita Nyong'o 
She won for Best Supporting Actress. Her speech was amazing. She had a great quote. She said, no matter where you're from, your dreams are valid. Exactly. Great quote. That's going to stick around for a while. For a while. And she was so eloquent. I mean, this is a girl who I saw 12 Years a Slave in October at the premiere at the DGA. Did not know her name, right? I'm watching this movie and I'm seen this character patsy have you guys seen it yet uh, you haven't seen it yet. okay you have to watch it you have to watch it <laughs> we tried a couple of times well this is what i was say there's this character patsy i know you have to be in a certain mood you have yeah, to, yeah. It's, we, it's i not always want to be happy i know i always want to be happy but sometimes so like, you gotta yeah. just let go yeah you just got it for right. this one but uh there's she plays this character patsy you've never seen this girl before and you know you just see this character go through all these situations that are just brutal and she's treated horribly and so when they bring out the cast and crew at the end of the premiere i was so happy to see that she was okay (laughs) and like cleaned up and in a nice dress and smiling that i googled her name i like looked up on imdb who played patsy and i saw this name lupita nyong'o and i went up to her afterwards and we were talking to her and i'm like you're gonna win an oscar this is october and then for five months later for her to be i mean everyone knows her name they love how she dresses speaks so eloquently i mean she took over the night amazing in five months it was incredible wins an oscar for her first movie you never know you never know and then um jared leto had a speech about his mom which was oh gosh yeah i love that so i nearly cried me too. And you, yeah. then they cut to her in the audience. Yeah. Uh, and he, yeah, he talked about it. She was a single mom in 1971 with these two boys and just now they're so successful. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. That's yeah, a, a running cool. theme again, no matter where you're from. I like that. It's, it's inspiring, isn't it? And yeah. that's what I guess Hollywood should be when people watch it because that shows what the show itself, the award show is like the most watched thing yeah. around the world. So it's nice that people are taking something from it. Like, yeah, it was cool. There were great moments. I like the uh, I like the selfie. I thought made the yeah, night. it was great. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. I mean, Lupita's brother, brother got in there, got the best yeah. shot. He's blocking Angelina Jolie, yeah. but it kind of, didn't that kind of humanize everybody? Yeah. Right, exactly. Like you're so used to them just sitting there clapping. I thought Ellen was uh, was absolutely great. She did host. do a good job. I know it got she got mixed reviews. I liked her, even though <laughs> what I met her at the party and she was just the mo- she was probably the most unfriendly unfriendly person i can say that yeah i can say it. why not you say, can it? say it yeah um, yeah out of everyone and we met i mean i kid you not you know from pink to i chatted with paul mccartney for for ages um because his kids actually go to school with my brother's kids back in england which is weird and meryl streep meryl streep tried to set me up with her daughter yeah daughter. really i wasn't there okay this which, was a which, washroom thing. well which daughter because one of her daughters did the show with ryan rotman Do you yeah remember gigantic it was she was there she's got two mamie two. and gracie yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, we were just all chatting. Yeah, we were chatting. Let's not emphasize on that too much. But listen, but that's great. We met so many people. Bono, do you know what I mean? And yes. everyone was just so nice and open and friendly. Yes. It was like you were at a normal, I don't know, a, a normal party. It, it could be anywhere. Everyone treated it that way. But Ellen probably, I tried to talk to, and oh, she was me. like, what happened? just not. Who? Ellen, when we spoke oh, to her, yeah. it was just like, she was she like, just didn't oh, listen. I'm, the, I'm the, yeah. It's so interesting but, because you watch her show and you think she'd be the friendly. Yeah. I was, wow. um, the, the, I had like I love Paul Rudd. Okay, she doesn't just love Paul Rudd. It's, it's her one. Oh, that's your one. On that's Paul her one. Wait a minute, that's very dangerous to take your fiance so to the party I, where I, her one is. Uh, we were well, we were so heading listen. to a different direction, and I'm like, oh, there's Paul Rudd. He's like, I'll introduce you. Come over. Let's say hi. I'm like, no, 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 leave it, leave it, leave it. And so he goes over and uh, introduces. This is my fiance. You're her one. So go ahead. <laughs> wow. And, yeah. What uh, a great opener. It was a little awkward. Yeah. And I he didn't know what to say either. I left him speechless. <laughs> he was laughing, but you know he was really great. He hung out with us a little yeah, bit. Yeah, he was and, lovely. Yeah, it was. It was just. A a, it was so nice that. to meet. You know, obviously I meet a lot of people through work and yeah. stuff like that. But the people that I haven't met oh, at yeah. that scale, like the Meryl Streep, like the Bono, like the Paul McCartney, and then they're just so friendly and nice. I'm yeah. sure alcohol had a huge. Oh, factor. Prince was there. 
Prince was there as well. No big deal. Prince. Yeah. Well, I, f- I feel like Prince <laughs> isn't anymore because he's no, in like, was, so many Hollywood parties, well, right? Well, no, I was being sarcastic, but I, it is a big oh. deal. But, but Right. But, but you know what I mean. Yeah. But Madonna's house, maybe it was that once you were in the door, they kind of felt safe. They were like, if you're exactly. here, you're, right. you're cool. Right. You know, you're safe. Right. Yeah. I wish I tagged along with you guys to that one. Oh. Now when I tell my story, it's not going to live up to it. <laughs> it's like Meryl Streep in the bathroom. <laughs> Bono. My story was that uh, the Hwood group, which owns Bootsy Bellows and Hooray Henry, yeah, yeah. is where I work. Uh, we partnered with Mike DeLuca and Dana Brunetti and did the Oscar party. They produced Captain Phillips. So they were, had a lot of nominations going into the night. And um, for people who don't know, they also produced uh, Social Network, Moneyball. So they've had a nice little run at the Oscars right. for the last few years. So we did a party at Madonna's old house. So there was confusion. People were like, we're going to the Madonna party, and they didn't know which one was her old house, and you guys were at her new house. So, um, you know, you go to Bootsy Bell's at like 11 o'clock or midnight. You shuttle to this house. And uh, I would say our Oscar nominee that we had was Barkat Abdi from Captain Phillips. Everyone else, I think, was at yours. But we had Barkat at ours because he was with Captain Phillips. But it was everyone from like, you know, like it was a little different. It was more like a lot of TV stars. Right. Like Ryan Seacrest and you oh, know, yeah. Michael Strahan and uh, John Stamos, who I was excited to okay. meet. So John it was that Stamos, kind of thing. Greek yeah. yogurt. Exactly. I think he's <laughs> That's pretty, all I think now. Right. Well, he's, Full house and Greek yogurt. <laughs> right. That's all you really need to think. No, but uh, he was really nice. But it had that same kind of vibe where everyone was just in such right. a good mood. And yeah, I nice. think that's it's an nice. Oscar night thing. Yeah. I think there's just like an energy in the right. air or something. Yeah. Um, and someone I saw someone tweeted uh, during the Oscars um, when they said they said uh, John Stamos is at the Oscars. Is there a, is there a nominate? Is there a, a category for best Greek yogurt commercial? <laughs> oh gosh! Well, he would win. Yeah, for sure. I think they're just in great moods because there's such a build up to the Oscars. If they're not nominated, that they can just relax after and party. Right. They, you know, the women have been dieting and whatever. Everyone just wants <laughs> right. to like start drinking and eating, and they're so happy. That's a good point. Yeah. And we actually uh, McDonald's catered our party. <laughs> nice. Amazing. So they were literally on silver platters handing out egg McMuffins. And hash browns and French fries, and people were loving it. There was food at Elton's party. There wasn't food at Madonna's, was there? There was hot chocolate when you left. Yeah, that was really nice. Yeah, we left. Every- it's a nice touch. I kid you not, we left Till at six. six. Oh yeah, and we were some of the earliest leavers. <laughs> oh my god! No, yeah, we were. I probably wouldn't have left. I would have been yeah, the last people, one. Yeah, people were sticking around. Yeah. Ours went till six too, and they had someone making breakfast in yeah. the kitchen. Oh my god! We met Ed Sheeran on the way out. Oh, he's fun. a nice guy. He was, he was nice. hammered. I like him. He comes to Bootsy. Yeah, yeah. we spoke to because uh, our friend Nikki Re- Nikki Reed really likes him. Yeah. He's cool. He once stayed at Bootsy for a couple hours and just played guitar and jammed out in the back room of Bootsy. And he's so good. So good. He's so Acoustic. Talented. You just like, 20 of us just sat and listened he's to him for one. hours. He's your one. <laughs> Who is your one? That's a good Bette question. Bette Midler. <laughs> really? Bette Midler. I joked about joke. it. I met Bette Midler a few weeks ago. I love her. I yeah. think she's amazing. They she exchanged did f- phone numbers. No. And then the be- best bit was I then met her. I met her at Sunset Tower Hotel. Oh, at dinner. exchanged phone yeah, numbers with Bette Midler. With Bette Midler. Yeah. We were on the tables and like... I don't know, two tables Can away. Can you get her to be on the podcast? I'll try, I'll try. She said she was going to come to the She said she was coming Friday. to the engagement party and she didn't, which upset me. Um, <laughs> well, I didn't expect her to. But I, I then bumped I into know. her again at Madonna's. She was at Madonna's as well, which is brilliant because it was so good to see her walk through a room and be able to go, bet! <laughs> and like hug it out. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, we Oliver. hugged it out. It was brilliant. It was that moment because... That's I missed that too. Everyone... <laughs> where were you? Everyone, I'm never happening. when he's meeting all these people. I'm like not there. Where are you? I think people happened. saw that happen as well, which gave me like kind of like street a, a raise. Yeah, street cred. So totally. then people were like willing to talk to me. Well, Bette Miller uh, performed wasn't. on the Oscars yeah. for the first time I ever. cried. I cried. Yeah. She sang Wind Beneath My Wings. Here's what's interesting. The Wind Beneath My Wings song should have been during the In Memoriam, but I oh. think the producers, Craig and Neil 
wanted people to see Bette Midler singing, so they first did the In Memoriam. Then Such they had a smart Bet. choice. Yeah. I yeah. think they just wanted that yeah. moment. Yeah, you can't have Bette Midler performing and then the screen playing in the background. That's what they had yeah. to do, so they smart. did it. But that was a big deal. I oh. can't believe this, Oliver. That's a great story. Brilliant. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, and I have Gosh. a huge Bette Midler thing with my family. My mum's sister passed away with cancer, and it was like Beaches that was, was a song. huge, yeah, yeah. And so it was a no, all those songs from Tyler. Beaches yeah. was a huge thing. They did a movie, Big Business, Bette Midler and Lily Tomlin, where they played twins, identical right. twins. I used to watch it all the time as a kid, yeah, yeah. and I saw it recently. Like she's I done some seen that. really oh, it's so funny. I loved her in Hocus Pocus as a kid. Right, right. That's the yeah. thing. Everyone's got their Bette Miller stuff. What there's was like, the? Uh, there's one uh, Outrageous Fortune, Ruthless People, Down and Out in Beverly Hills. Right. You got to get in touch with the '80s Bette Miller. Yeah. It's really good. I, stuff. I won't go into the whole story, but okay. I, I guess I messed up because when I first went over to Bet <laughs> yeah. at the table at the Sunset Tower, <laughs> what made I was you out. do it? Oh, because said, of your aunt. Well, a couple of glasses of wine made me do it. Um, but I, I was just like, I've got to say hi, and I said hi, and made a laugh and then they were like sit down move and a friend moved up and I sat down and we talked for a while and we you know we actually just talked about loads of things and she was very converse, conversational and but then I came back to the table and they were like did you know who you asked to get Bet's attention because I went over and Bet was talking I said excuse me excuse me could you just grab Bet I'm so sorry can you just grab Bet I know I'm annoyed can you who and- was it Angelica Houston <laughs> Oh my god! He like ignored her and asked for a bet. Genius. <laughs> and she was fine though. She was great. She was probably like, "Good, he's not bothering me." Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Had you had a couple of drinks before you went up to Bedmont? A couple, yeah. not that many though. Like two glasses. Yeah, of two glasses of wine. Sunset Tower is one of those spots where you'll see people like that. Yeah, it's a legendary place. Yeah, I saw Sandra Bullock there, but I chickened out. I didn't yeah. go over. Yeah, see, I'm always too shy, and I don't think that, I don't want to bother them. They probably have to deal with. By that. the way, I never yeah. would. I never normally would, but it was. And so what did you say to her? So I did. I just said and hi, and then beneath my wing. Yeah. Yeah, we spoke about we actually just had a good chat but like the Madonna party I'd never be that guy just to clarify I wouldn't be going up to people unless I knew them or I've met them before or right, we have a course. really close but the Madonna party as well everyone was talking to everyone there yeah, was no like that's fun it was like you're here let's all have fun and everyone was like Matthew McConaughey and it was like we're at the bar and it was it was just it was mind blowing Brad, yeah. uh, Bradley Cooper and his girlfriend were like really dancing really <laughs> yeah it was they were very cute together but they were she was just like you know, lifting her dress and having a good time and they were just sweating. <laughs> it looked like a lot of fun. Wow. Yeah, I, maybe you know what it is. Like human. award season is such a long period and it's exactly. a lot of work even though it is also a lot of fun. Right. And like you said, this is the night to just let loose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's fun. For everyone, even people that, you know, are nominated, everyone's going to events, everyone's yeah. working. Well, you're interviewing people yeah, all exactly. season. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's a nice time to just be like, yes. Yeah. Do you know, uh, I'm surprised Bette Miller didn't want to set you up with her daughter. I think she has a daughter, like, in her 20s or 30s. She does. She probably yeah. thought maybe about keep, it. Maybe I'll keep that in the back pocket. <laughs> <laughs> for, the, for the people you listening, Laura just hit me. <laughs> yeah, Meryl mm-hmm. Streep's daughter or Bette Miller's daughter. Yeah, it's a good look. Or Laura. I think Laura wins. I'll take Laura. Um, there what was, do you think? You should, you should, I wish you would have seen the play. Bette Miller did oh. a play. This is turning into a Bette Miller podcast. But Bette Miller <laughs> did a play called I'll Eat You Last. And it's about Sue Mangers, who was this power agent in the 70s, 80s, like the first female, like mm-hmm. top agent to all the movie stars. And Bette did this one woman show. It was at the it was on Broadway and then it was at the David Geffen Theater in Westwood. And I went to see it. And uh, she just sits on the couch the whole time as Sue Mangers telling all her stories from her autobiography. And it is incredible. You got it. Right. If she comes back and does it. Just text her and get tickets. Yeah, <laughs> done. She won't. I dare she'll Done. Yeah, she might. Um, what she else? Is, I guess we talked about the Oscars a lot. What was your favorite moment from that night, or from watching it, or from your night? Um, I mean, not to dwell on it again, but Bette Midler's singing. <laughs> I'm, and I liked, I, I'm honestly very concerned. No, I did like Jared. I like Jared Leto's speech with his mum. I love it yes. when people, you know, agreed. Yeah, 
that was my favorite. I liked moments. it too. Kate Blanchett too said something really cool. She was like, uh, "Movies featuring women make money. People want to see them." You know, she took that moment to sort of yeah. announce that, yeah. which is true. Uh, Good for her. Were you a Blue yeah. Jasmine fan? Yeah, I did you like were. Blue Jasmine. Yeah, yeah. And Kate Blanchett's great. She's gorgeous. She's amazing. She can't do wrong. Yeah. She can do no wrong. Okay, so let's talk about you guys. Cool. Oh no. Instead of the Oscars. <laughs> Would Laura. you rather still talk about the Oscars? Yeah, let's start with Laura. You want some Red Bull? Yeah. Okay. Red Bull, Red Bull. That's a Red Bull, $1 million. <laughs> <laughs> what does it say? It gives you wings? Red Bull gives you wings, yeah. Yeah. That's a good product placement. Maybe they'll hear that and want to sponsor the podcast. Sugar-free Red Bull. How do you feel? I have wings. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, so let's talk about your show. Because yes. it just came back in January, or just premiered in January. Yeah. yeah on yeah, the Sci-Fi channel. Premiered. Uh, sci-fi here in space in Canada okay. and um, it's called Bitten Yes, and it's based on the novels by Kelly Armstrong she's Canadian but she's a New York Times bestseller awesome um, and she wrote them years ago I mean before Twilight before all of this shenanigans was happening she was the original she was the original so it's, it was an original thought for her and um, they got the rights to it and I guess had me in mind for the lead girl Elena Michaels really yeah and um, contacted me and I was excited, read the scripts, um, and I just love the idea of playing the only female werewolf, uh, werewolf in the world, and uh, never really been done on TV before. That's true. Yeah, so um, we shot in Toronto, and it was great. It's a um, really dark, gritty show. It's sort of tr- uh, Sopranos and True Blood combined. That's very cool. Um, and it's all male cast, a couple females in the other plots, but... For the most part, it's me and the guys, and I have to keep up with them with the stunts and the fighting and everything. You're the lead. I'm the lead, yeah. It's your show. It's everybody's show. Yeah. We all work together. And is everybody a, were- <laughs> is everybody a werewolf, or um, you're secretly a werewolf? I'm secretly a werewolf in my life in Toronto. She she grew up in the foster care system and has this horrendous past, which you're actually just discovering as the season comes to an end, some of the things that happened to her as a child that have sort of molded the way that she is now. And um, so she lives in Toronto as a photographer and has this boyfriend, but then at the, when the show starts, you find out she's actually been bitten uh, by one of her first true loves who was, ended up being a werewolf in New York uh. with, his, with his pack. So she escaped, and she's living in Toronto, hiding this you know, other side of her. But the, the pack calls her back to New York, to Stonehaven, to solve some crimes. So she has to come, because when the alpha male asks, you do. You go. So, yeah, it's, it's, uh, the whole show is about her torn between the two worlds, and um, it's, uh, you know, you, he enjoys it. <laughs> you watch it, Oliver? Yeah, I do. I, I, and I honestly say this from a non-biased point of view. I, uh, I watched the first episode, and I was like, hmm, don't know. For me, it's definitely a show that you it gets going like, and that's an understatement. You, right. You've got to stick around for it. You can't just watch the first episode and be like, "Ah, oh, it's not for me," because it's very like uh, tells you a lot about the characters in the first episode as yeah, opposed it's getting to the, into the show. sex, killing, right. all that. And when it gets going, I, I was literally like, because obviously the producers send uh, the screenings ahead of time, like oh, the yeah. first three of them. Um, and then I'm like, can get the next day, get the next and one. We just get got the, next the last three, and, and then we just got today. the last three. Yeah, so, I feel like uh, that's how TV shows are now. Sometimes the pilot, you're not sure. I think right. that's Even with common. like House of Cards and True Detective, and you give mm-hmm. it like three, and then you're hooked. Right. Yeah, and you know, we were all there. It's all Canadian actors and crew, and 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 this is the first time we were all sort of doing something like this. And it, it took a lot of um, discussion on how it should look and sound, and, right. and the transform the transformation into werewolf. So. The, the pilot was us sort of getting our bearings. Right. Um, like every pilot. Yeah, you don't know if it's going to become a show. Developing our relationships, right. getting to know each other, and then, you know, we all just hit it off, and then 
we hit the ground running. Right. So it was one of those things while you were doing it, you're like, I hope this continues. I like this yeah, group of people. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And, and it has a huge fan base already from the books. So right. when the casting news came out, we were a little concerned if people were going to approve of who was cast. They never approve of anybody. I'm, for the majority, <laughs> they were fairly happy. There was a few characters, like our pack Alpha was supposed to be Asian. Okay. He's not. And they were upset. They were upset, but now they're very happy. Who, so, are, who are your other castmates? Um, so I have Grayston Holt plays my werewolf lover, Clay. Right. He's the one that bit me. How do you was feel about that, Oliver? Professor. Um, I'll, I'll, just, I'll tell you. I'll tell <laughs> he you. He wants to be in the pack. I'll tell you her other <laughs> castmates, right? Imagine Maxim for, for women, and it's every handsome man that has the best physique ever. That's uh, the rest of our cast, which okay. is great. Yeah, it's fine. And you're going to have to meet, meet them season two if we come I back. Keep, I keep kidding around like we ended up at Unami Burger the other day and I was like <laughs> gonna walk four in. beers under and I'm having a, 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 a massive huge burger and I'm like I'm never going to be in the pack uh, yeah he always says he's never going to be in the pack I, but you're in my life pack yeah yeah, yeah exactly that's, that's good enough that's yeah. good enough that's good enough um, and who else who else is on the show uh, we have Paul Green he, he plays Paul, um, Philip he's my human boyfriend okay Greg Brick who's our pack alpha um, we have Michael Xavier who plays my psychiatrist, but he's also a pack member. So wow. he's a brother of mine who knows about my two worlds. So he's that's the one cool. character. Yeah. I like that. I love those scenes because that's where Elena gets a chance to just openly talk. So that's the Sopranos thing. When yes. You're with your therapist. The safe zone with my, with my therapist. That's um, cool. Um, we've got Steve Lund, who plays Nikki, now Nick, um, who's also a pack brother. Uh, who else am I missing? Um, we've got Natalie Brown, who plays um, my my boyfriend's sister. Uh, we've got so many characters. And she's human, too. She's human. Um, so there's that love triangle. You've got the human boyfriend and the pack boyfriend. Yes. And it's, you know, the two worlds combining right now because my, my human, uh, my wolf lover, I get confused. <laughs> my werewolf lover just came back to Toronto with me for the first time. Ah. So he's finding out that I have a boyfriend that I live with in Toronto. So is it like a drama with a little comedy? There's, a, I would say there's a tad bit of comedy, yeah. but uh, for the most part, it's a very dark, dramatic show. Okay. Um, we've lost a lot of major characters early on in the season. Oh, that's cool, uh, Which a lot of shows don't necessarily do. I mean, we brought in a really great actor, um, whose name I won't remember, for a guest star, and, and he was in an episode, and he was amazing, and we killed him. Wow, well, don't tell me, because I haven't seen okay. that yet. Well, that's good that it I'm going to binge watch it. I'm going to do what I do with House Please. of Cards and True Detective. I'm going to binge watch I'm it. I'm more of a binge watcher as well. I don't like having to wait. Well, that's what everyone says. Right. They, they were saying they couldn't wait between True Detective, so I'm like, I'm just going to watch them all at once. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so how many? It's 13 episodes 13 season? episodes, um, and we're on episode 10 this week, so wow. it's almost over. Isn't it nine? Waiting to hear. Nine this week? That goes so fast. No, it was Ten? nine last okay. week. That, that, yeah. goes, <laughs> that goes quickly, though. It, it does. Um, but we're getting a lot of great response on Twitter. And uh, so, you know, we have a petition going on right now for season two. People Good. are sending in pictures and, and all of that. So how does that work for you as an actress with, like, pilot season? <gasps> Can you go out for pilot season or you can't? This always happens. In case, um, in case Bitten comes yeah, back. Yeah, you, you're sort of stuck. It's a nice place to be because right. you have a possibility of another season and right. you can relax during pilot season, which is normally an insane time <laughs> right. in L.A. I mean, you've got actors learning three sets of sides, doing their makeup and hair in their car yep. on the freeway. Um, so, yeah, this pilot season, I've just been going out for, for features and um, reoccurring roles until right. we hear. That's cool. Yeah, It's funny you say that with the script because a lot of times... 
my actor friends complain that they can't give an audition their all because they've been three characters that day. Yeah. And like, I can't be great at one because I'm good at three different ones. Yeah, you, you don't have the time to prep. You, you right. The lines aren't as sharp as you'd like them to be. It's yeah. just, it's, I mean, sometimes it's a great thing because you go in, you're like, I don't effing care. Well, yeah, that's the so. other, that's another pattern I've seen with almost everybody that I've talked to on this podcast is that a lot of the roles they booked were when they were like rushing, they had a flight, they did this quick audition, went home, went somewhere, and then they find out they booked it and had to come yeah, back. Like I, that, that when I was cast on Smallville, um, I was at my cottage in Canada and found out they needed me to come in for the screen test the next day. So we drove three hours home, I packed, got on a plane that night, flew in, landed, and a car picked me up and took me right to the audition. I came in with my luggage. And <laughs> they were incredible. like, okay, come in. Oh, my so, gosh. And I had actually sprained my ankle, so I was also limping. And you so, booked it. And I booked it. We're so going to talk about know. that. Well, you, you want to go back to the beginning, your early days in Canada? Do I? <laughs> well, am I right that you've been acting since you were 12 years old? 13. 13. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's I, early. Yeah, I started young. Um, you knew when you were a kid. Uh, I didn't. You didn't know. I grew up doing martial arts. Um, really? I was a tomboy. And uh, my parents allowed me to go into martial arts. So I did Shotokan karate uh, from 7 to 20. And just was, I studied, um, I, I went to school and then went to the dojo. And once I got my black belt, I was teaching. So I'd go to school and then teach. Well, so that's I, good to know that you have your black belt. Yeah. Oliver, you left that out. <laughs> she has her black belt. You can't Second mess degree. with Laura. Yeah. Wow. So. <laughs> I'm good at dominoes and stuff. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, I never partied. Like I didn't, I didn't go out and drink and I guess I went to the dojo so I was very focused wow um I saw the movie my girl yes and was like I want to do that no way so my parents thought that was a great idea because all I'd done was martial arts do something different right so I did both started acting as a kid doing goosebumps and are you afraid of the dark and all those kids shows were those based out of Canada yeah that's so cool wait what part of Canada was this Toronto okay so you grew up there I grew up in Toronto and, uh, I like Toronto a lot, by the way. I went for the film festival in September, TIFF, and I yeah. really liked it. Yeah, yeah. I, had um, a good time. I hope to go this year to TIFF. It'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, I really don't. We should to go. go together. Well, yeah. yeah. Is your family still there? Yeah, yeah. My sister, her baby, her new baby. Oh wow! My nephew. The best. I have that in New Jersey. My nephew. My I actually always. Uh, there's not many. You know, the trouble is with Twitter. You follow lots of people, and then you're like, I really don't want to see your feed. But <laughs> Brett's, I actually keep up with his feed and his nephew is insanely cute he's so, but he's also yeah. so sweet and he loves movies as much as I do it's the coolest thing how I'm old like, is he? he just turned four in January mm. and I'm he just actually like, predicted 23 Oscars correct <laughs> he did he beat me he knew McConaughey that would um, be a funny little sketch actually to ask a little toddler who do you think right like pick pictures yeah yeah, yeah. yeah exactly that's funny Maybe next year. There you go. See. But he's good. I mean, he he tells me what movies are coming out but with the trailers and the commercials. He can sit through a movie. First movie I took him to was a couple of Thanksgivings ago was uh, Muppets, the first Muppets nice. with Jason yeah. Segel and Amy Adams. And he kind of like wandered the aisles a little bit. And then since then, he sits there with his popcorn and his Sour Patch Watermelons and his Blue, blue Icy. He learned the Blue Icy from me. It's pretty much and what Laura gets. Watch his movies. I get the Blue Icy. Uh, I took him to Frozen this past Thanksgiving. Nice. And he sees everything. He saw Lego movies, uh, Mr. Peabody and Sherman. He sees everything he's great he goes with my parents and my sister um, do a segment with him I will when he comes here I was thinking I might you like should. just have him on the podcast yeah group of kids yeah he told my sister yesterday he's like I really miss Brett he goes uh, your I, sister he, told him to say that no know. no no he told my sister and she <laughs> told me no but then he said uh, when he comes home will he take me to the Disney store for a Captain America costume and I said, tell him, absolutely. Cool. I will. I just done um, the uh, Captain America. Junk it? Yeah, yeah. I went last night to the premiere, Captain America. I, I'm terrible. I didn't, I, I was meant, we were meant to see it. Was it last week? No, that, that was wasn't the, that. 
we were meant to see 300 and we had a Canadian event. And oh, okay. I was meant to see Captain America and I had the Muppets. Oh, yeah. The screening. It was the same night. Yeah, so I had, to, I had to interview them without seeing the movie, which, okay. which I hate. But Anthony Mackie. He was who's great. The Falcon. Yeah. He was so good. Yeah, he's high on life right now because Anthony's be. always been the actor that works and right. works. Kind of like never, a character actor. Yeah. Exactly. Never got the break. And I think this is going to be huge for him. You yeah. Know? Last night, it was a huge night, obviously, right. with Captain America 2. I mean, I went to the first premiere, Captain America 1, and uh, you could feel how right. much bigger they had, like fireworks yeah, yeah, yeah. go off when the cast came wow. out. It was crazy. Sebastian and, uh, Stan, that's good for him. Yeah. As well, well yeah. you know what I was thinking while I was watching it? It was like the four main characters are Chris Evans, Scarlett Johansson, Sebastian Stan, and Anthony Mackie. Yeah. We're all kind of our age. Yeah. So I'm watching this movie and I'm like, I'm watching this huge franchise movie with all, four yeah. people who are my age. And it's like, the same way Fantastic Four is going now. As right. Well, isn't it? This younger yeah. and we're taking over. Yeah. I think it's our turn. Um, how did we get on that? Oh, you're <laughs> saying that your um, nephew is in Toronto. Yeah. yeah. Um, so do you get back there a lot? Do you get to um, go back? Bitten is, we film there. Oh, so that's like for a six dream. Months, yeah. I mean, I, I'm like, I finally committed to LA. And, right. Uh, bought Literally. A, bought a place. And, and know, everything else. Yeah. And, uh, but when I bought the place, I got the series in Toronto. Right. So, um, no, but it was That's great. That's always how it goes. I know, Murphy's <laughs> Law. But it was yeah. great because I had a chance to, you know, freely uh, fly back and forth That's and nice. see family. And hopefully Perfect. we'll come back and do that more. Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. So when do you find out? Do you know? I don't know. Well, I want everyone listening to this to watch bitten so it comes back yes, myself tweet. included oh and tweet about it tweet so is that it. is that like the thing now like if you tweet yeah, a lot about it yeah hashtag renew bitten make a really? poster take a picture apparently that does stuff we yeah. should get on that I didn't realize that was so big we yeah let's get do some it people doing it yeah. yeah people are doing it yeah let's do it <laughs> I'm gonna do it. it I'm gonna do it <laughs> all when the we, cool kids are doing it <laughs> when we post this podcast I'm gonna I'm gonna, right, do I'm it. gonna hashtag yeah. and uh, so okay so sorry you mentioned uh, you mentioned goosebumps yeah so I did kid acting right well um, you you, you played a character named Sheena yeah. I looked it up oh yes, what I was did. she like gosh um, what was your first role my first role uh, well first speaking role was probably goosebumps uh, but I did like Canadian tire commercials which okay. is like you know, a depart or what's it equivalent to here? I don't even know. Yeah, like department store. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyways, this is really boring. No, but it's I not. did a bunch of stuff as a kid. <laughs> did the martial arts ever combine with the acting? Like, did you get um, roles because you could do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Arts? Not not so much as a kid. Now I do, but mm. um, uh, yeah, I worked steadily as a kid, and then was on a series called Instant Star. Yeah, um, tell me about Instant Star. That <laughs> ran for a long time, two thousand four to two thousand eight. Yeah, um, and uh, I didn't love it. Okay. My character was just boring. Um, Her name was Sadie, Sadie Harrison. Harrison. All the characters were named after the Beatles. Oh, Harrison. Yeah, and I was Sadie, <laughs> Sadie, and then Hey Jude, what Jude was my sister, and so on and so forth. That's kind of cool. Oh, but it was good because um, it kept me working in Toronto, and I was getting into more adult roles. Was I, it a musical? I wasn't a kid. Show. Um, the lead girl was a singer. Okay. Um, so they gave her a show that was based on sort of American Idol that she won, and this is how her life went. Oh, okay. And I play the sister that's just pissed off about it. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Jealous. Instant star. Uh, yeah. Did that air in America or was it Canadian? Thing? I think it did. Okay. I think so, yeah. Because I still go to like convenience stores and there's a girl my age and she's like, oh, you're on instant star. That's kind of like, cool. No, I wasn't. <laughs> yes, you were. Yes, I was. Did you ever do Degrassi? No, but here's the thing. Instant star was the same um, production office and set and crew as Degrassi. Okay. So we had crossovers like Aubrey, who's Drake now, came oh, on right. to our show. Drake. And Drake. 
Um, and we had the other actors sort of cross over, but um, I knew all the Degrassi kids, and they're all amazing. Yeah, because they did show Degrassi in America, and it became this like cult hit. Oh yeah, it, it's, it's so been funny. on since the eighties. I, I grew up watching Degrassi. I remember it in the eighties actually. Yeah. That version with this girl Spike with like Spike a and mohawk, Snake. and she was pregnant yeah. and Snake. Yeah, and Spike and Snake were on the new Degrassi as parents and principals. Oh, wow. Yeah, and I was Joey Jeremiah. I had such a big crush on him. He was on the show. <laughs> Doesn't look the same. That's funny. Oh my gosh. Spike <laughs> yeah. and Snake's kids are now in school. Mm-hmm. That's how much older we've gotten. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so you mentioned Smallville. Smallville, yeah. That is a big hit in America. I actually got Smallville while shooting Instant Star. Okay. So I did both shows at the same time. Really? Yeah, they wrote me out a little bit so I could go and fly and do Smallville. Well, you were the bitter sister anyway. Yeah, but then she I was kind of like... can storm off. Yeah, exactly. You're I'm like, going to Vancouver. Yeah, see ya. Um, so it was cool, and it was a good experience for me because the American market started seeing me. Yeah, and I was playing an iconic superhero, and you played Supergirl. Played Supergirl. That's a huge so, role. Large boots to fill. Yeah, um, and Tom Welling was Superman. Tom Welling was Superman, my cousin. Yep. And uh, we were both from Krypton, <laughs> and uh, I show up season seven because my pod has been in suspended animation under, underwater, so I haven't aged. Right. So that. Um, when I show up, Clark and I are the same age. That works. He was a baby. Right. Um, so you caught up. He caught up. He he caught up. Well, one yes. of you caught up. He caught up. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I did it from 2007. Yeah. <laughs> to 2011. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Research. Yeah. Um, Smallville's a big hit. Yes, 10 that years. 10-year show yes. on the CW. Yeah. I think it was on it when it was the WB, probably, when it yeah. started. Mm-hmm. That was a big deal, that show. It was, and uh, I'm thankful because it got me the you know the sci-fi fan base. I went to Comic-Con right. and things like that, and then went right into V right after Smallville oh, right. ended. Oh, so you fell into this sci-fi world. Yeah. And so when Bitten came along, they could just offer it to you because mm. they knew you. Yeah. Interesting. I was going to say about Smallville, I when I was Brett's assistant, I did X-Men 3 in Vancouver. So we used to fly With, up uh, all the time. Ashmore. Yeah, Sean yeah, Ashmore. Yep. Yeah. And we would fly up all the time, and the flights would be um, the X-Men 3 cast and crew and the Smallville cast and crew. Yep. And like, uh, you take Alaska Airlines to Vancouver from L.A., and for like 50 bucks, you can upgrade to first class. So <laughs> like for an extra 50 bucks, if they have a seat, you can just sit with everybody in first class. So it was always Tom Welling and his wife and their dogs. and yep. like. And uh, Aaron Ashmore was Jimmy Olsen, uh, Sean's oh, brother on and so they show. were both up in Vancouver. Yeah. And you got to shoot in Canada again. Yes. A lot of Canadian projects for you. Or actually, yeah. no, I guess Smallville's an American project that shot in, in Canada. Canada. Yeah. yeah. But V was also, it was ABC and it was in Vancouver. So all these American projects shoot in Vancouver for sci-fi, but just because of the greenery and it's just perfect for So did it. you have to audition for V or that came because of Smallville? Um, I was in Vancouver shooting and they said, we just need you to do a guest star playing you know, a peace ambassador. It was a remake of the 80s series V. Yeah. Um, which I knew nothing about. Right. And so I went in, they said, great. And I was supposed to shoot for a couple of days and then they kept me on, which was the same with Smallville. And um, That's kind of nice. Yeah. And, you know, a few episodes in, I found out I was the queen's daughter and then it just sort of went and <laughs> it was a nice transition and then I stayed on that show. And was that here in L.A.? Uh, Vancouver. Again? Yeah. Oh, that's so what I you just said. jumped over to their studio. That's great. Yeah. You worked very consistently. Yes. That's nice. Thankfully, knock on wood. Yeah. Because a lot of people have like horror stories about auditioning and all that stuff, but you seem to be smoothly No, I still have horror stories. You do? Yes. But um, 
the past few years have been I've been very thankful for them. Yeah, V was 2011, 2012. You were on the show White Collar. Yeah, with Matthew <laughs> Bomer and Tiffany Amber Thiessen, who's my yes. one of my childhood loves. Okay, Kelly I, Kapowski. Oh my God, yes, I wanted to wear the shirt to work. But <laughs> yes, I thought with better the picture. I know the shirt. Um, and I didn't have any scenes with her, but I met her in the hair and makeup trailer. Oh my gosh. What was her that daughter. Like? I mean, she looks the same. She's like. She's amazing. I She's perfect. Her. She's friendly. And Matt Bomer was just like a dream to work with. He seems really cool. Yeah. My first scene with him, they were like, okay, make out. Go. That's, so, that's that an was, interesting way to meet. Yes. Um, yeah, White Collar is a cool show on it's, USA. It's great, yeah. Um, he was actually Brett Ratner's choice for Superman when Brett was attached to that project years oh. ago before he was known. Mm-hmm. He wanted Matt Bomer and they wanted like someone more recognizable and that project ended up falling apart. Right. But Brett like spotted him early on and was like, that guy's going to be a big deal I mean he's amazing and right after we worked together when the episode was about to air he had Magic Mike coming out and I was in TED oh so yeah so we were competing as well those came out the same weekend yeah that's right mm-hmm. perfect transition to TED <laughs> tell me about TED um, TED uh, I, I played a character who works at the car rental shop if you blink you might not see me I remember the uh, car oh yeah with John Viner yeah John Viner's John a friend Viner. of mine yeah. oh say hi to John yeah I he will. was great um, he had the wig and the accent <laughs> yeah he works in that shop and uh, Patrick Warburton and Mark Wahlberg and Mila Kunis. And it was just like, it was a really cool atmosphere. I'd never done improv or, you know, comedy in right. that sense. And working with those guys, I mean, not so much Mark, he sort of stuck to the script, but right. Patrick Warburton was just like off the charts. Right, running. from Seinfeld, yeah. Yeah, and, and uh, he's so straight-faced Right, too, that's the everything. thing, right. But he's like dry humor. Yeah, and I love that. So we ended up hanging out every night, having dinner with, you know, his wife and everything. And his... He's so just genuinely himself and, and you know, he's got the dirty jokes for the camera, but <laughs> right. he's just a really great guy. Right. Great family man. Yeah. Sometimes the funniest people are the most serious in real life. Yeah. It's funny. Like I seriously couldn't agree more. <laughs> but like like the Will Ferrells and the Jim Carreys that you think would be mm-hmm. on in real life aren't. Right. They can turn it off. Yeah. Um, and so Ted shot in Boston, correct? Yeah, it was my first time in Boston. First time. It sounds like one of your first projects shooting in America, even. Yeah, I shot uh, Into the Blue, too. We don't oh, have to Into talk the Blue, too. In Hawaii. That's okay. But um, <clears throat> it was my first time doing a legit project. In the States. Yeah. That's so cool. And then Ted was a massive hit. It was, yeah. I don't think anyone was surprised based on the people surrounding it. But yeah. um, Seth MacFarlane wrote and directed it? Yeah. 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 So that and must have been fun. did the voice of the teddy yeah, bear and Of course, yeah. yeah. I'm a big Family Guy fan. Yeah. It was all, uh, it was all a great experience and... Um, I would definitely want to do another. Sorry, I would definitely want to do another comedy again. Well, maybe Tanya. the chance. Well, maybe Tanya can be in Ted too. Is that um, possible? I don't know. Is John Viner in Ted? As John, because yeah, <laughs> our characters had a this whole thing that they cut out. We had a romantic storyline together. Oh. So maybe John knows more than I do. Are those deleted scenes yeah. on the DVD? I think so. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna watch. I have the Blu-ray. Yeah, I'm gonna check that out. <laughs> um, so did you act? Ted is in that scene. Um, yeah, I well, so actually, did you get to act opposite Ted? I never had scenes with Ted in it because he's in the car outside. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, so you didn't have to do the thing where you like act with a tennis, tennis ball. ball. No, <laughs> no. Well, there, 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 there's a scene at the party where uh, John and I were in the bedroom making out. Yeah, and the teddy bear is outside, but again, I didn't interact with the teddy bear. Right. So. The craziest scene is Mark Wahlberg fighting with that teddy bear. Oh, I yeah. mean, that is incredible. He's he doing it by himself. Obviously, it's insane. So, yeah. I love that movie. Do you like Ted? Yeah, Bob? I love it. I love you it. Like that? I'm a big fan. Do you remember seeing her in the movie? You know what? I didn't. <laughs> no. You didn't? No, I've got to be honest. Did you ever see her on TV or anything before you met? No. Oh, Are you really? Sure? Yeah. 
Oh, did I? Hang on. What, did, what would I have seen? No, I didn't watch anything. Okay. I, I used to watch well, without few, realizing I watched a few, I mean. few bits of Smallville yeah, that's a thing. at the beginning. Right. Because right. I was at that oh, age, yeah. you know, and then but I was you, too old for Smallville. But you saw her without realizing you saw her, like in Ted. Yeah, of course. Right. Yeah, I watched the whole movie. Yeah. I didn't, like, close my eyes when she came on. I was like, oh, this horrific person. <laughs> you might right. have blinked and then I'm gone. That's uh, all right. No. No, I, uh, I, 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 I'm sure I definitely have seen things. Yeah. yeah. And I'm sure we run into each other living in the same neighborhood too. We just yeah. didn't know it. And I'm sure uh, Laura watched Young Hollywood. Oh, all the time. Yeah. All the time. She's yeah. a big fan. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. she saw your interviews. Uh, so Ted was 2012. Also 2012. Another big movie, especially big in scale. This means war. Mm-hmm. It was written by a good friend of mine named Simon Kimberg. Oh really? He wrote X Men Three, which oh. shot in Vancouver. Yeah. Yeah, that was another luck of the draw because I was in Vancouver doing a V, <laughs> and McG was like, "Can you come in? We just have this opening sequence." How'd you know McG? I didn't. Oh, really? So they just called, and they were like, who's in town that fits, you know? And That's so incredible. I, they called me to set at, like, midnight. He was at the craft table. They walked me over. We shook hands. He's like, do you want to do it? And I'm like, yeah. So a couple of days later, I went in, and um, they gave me a wig, and Reese Witherspoon had a dress she didn't wear, and she was wrapped. So they were like, you can put this on and go. That's and so awesome. Yeah. So that was, was a fun movie. I liked it. It's Reese Witherspoon, Chris Pine, Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy. I had just seen um, Bronson. Oh, yeah. And I was just thrilled to be talking to him. Yeah, and He's Warrior. Phenomenal. He's, He's phenomenal. such a good actor. He's so good. Yeah. That's cool. So you yeah. got to hang with them. Yeah. I like that. how a lot of these things just kind of fell Low. into your lap. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah, Same I as mean- me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I fell onto her lap. Uh, I mean, let's... I thought she, she fell, fell into, into yours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the career that I've had, I mean, it hasn't always, like, been that amazing sort of you know two worlds connect but um i think i was just because i had gotten to the point of being in vancouver and it all just sort of worked out but right. you know and just, you were talented and you were the right you. and you were in the right place at the right time that combination yeah that's how it works i guess yeah if as long as you're in the right place at the right time and then you have the talent to back it up right then you get the role thank you that's cool <laughs> well being directed by mick g must have been cool he's awesome yeah yeah i really like mick g i know him a little he's bit so chill. and he uh we know mary viola who Mm-hmm. She's a good friend of all of ours. Who Mary, runs yeah. uh, runs his company? Yeah, you know Mary well now, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. She's really cool. Yeah. They just um, produced Chris Evans' movie, his first directing oh, movie. Yeah. I, I saw watching. the photo that she tweeted. Oh yeah, I got to see some scenes of it yesterday. It's, it's going to be really good. Amazing. I think. And um, I was in Many Splendid Things. Oh my gosh, that's right. Wait, let's talk about that. So the uh, oh, no, movie yeah. right before Chris directed one thirty three. I wasn't in it. I'm no, being no, no. sarcastic. I know, but didn't you go there? Yeah, re- I, okay. I was. Uh, I played Young Young Griffith, who's a very good friend of mine. He's in the movie. Yeah. Um. So I, I, they were like, we need. Well, for, it was funny. Yoan needed the best man, and in the Mary wedding needed the best man. So they were like Oliver. Yeah. yeah. No, I yeah, I, I should explain man. that. Yeah, before Chris did 130 Train with Wonderland, many splintered thing, he did yeah. a movie called The Many Splintered Thing. Many Splintered Thing. And it's Which like Anthony a romantic Mackie comedy. Is Anthony Mackie's well, yeah. in. It's a great, it's a really great script. I haven't seen the movie yet. Uh, and it's Chris Evans and Michelle Monaghan. Right. And yeah, there's this big wedding scene and yeah. you play the best man. I forgot yeah, about yeah. that. I haven't seen it. it. It would be a similar blinking moment. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I can't wait to see that. It was just fun. Just to be, I love Yo into bits, so it's yeah. nice to... And Yoan was in Fantastic Four exactly, with Chris. Exactly. It's all it's full a, circle. It's a very small group. I try to it explain really that is. to people about LA is that once you try to get into the inner circle, it's really the same people. Yes, you know, behind the scenes, in front of the camera, all yeah. kind of working, hiring together. their friends, I, um, recycling. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. I always say, if you're cool to be around, and you're fun to be around, you'll keep getting hired because right. there's so much downtime on sets. Right. That they want someone they're going to like. Exactly. That's the thing. It's a lot of it comes down to who but do then, I want to have lunch with every day. 
But then there are those actors who you wonder how they keep working because of their attitudes. Right. There's also that. Well, so they might go to, to their the trailer certain... during lunch, so you right. don't have to deal with that. Right. I, I, um, today <laughs> I had to interview the cast, uh, the kids from Crisis, the new show on NBC. So yes. it's about the kids getting abducted. Right. And the kids walked into the studio and they're like, Oliver! And I was like, oh. And I didn't realize I, 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 that before this show, they a couple of them were on How to Rock on Nickelodeon. Oh, and wow. I done a guest star on their show like two years ago. Uh, as a random Russian tennis player and they remembered and then the weirdest thing gets stranger is because when the show finished the the girl that was with one of the guys watching it from the green room was the ballet coach that I just done so I just shot a segment for Hollywood with Vanessa Hudgens taking me to a ballet lesson right and this girl was the ballet coach why was she like, there because she was best friends with one of the kids on the show so See, she came it's a very guest. small world you and do it was just Even, so weird like it was you're all in, connected your engagement yeah. party I ran into so many people I know yeah. it's like that's. it seems so scary to move to LA and chase these big dreams but once you get here you just kind of right. you know if you're like I said if you're talented and then you also fall into the right group of people and they like to have you around I, th- I think what you said with how do people get jobs who have bad attitudes, I think they just, their movies make money. The right yeah, their movies make money, so they keep getting hired because they, you know, their movies make money. But there's really no excuse for a bad attitude. I, no. I always say, like, it's such a fun job that you should be happy and in a good mood all the time. Right. You can't let it kind of get to your head and become. But I will diva. say, okay. not to be a diva, no, no, but no. like, uh, for example, on Bitten, I had so much pressure to, and I wanted. I, I, no one put it on me but myself to do a good job. Yeah, I had a great time with the guys and we joked around, but when it came down to it, I was very, very serious and like. Well, yeah. So there's two sides. To oh, yes. Yeah. So, well, yeah. you can be serious about your work. Just you should not be a serious. Bitch. Exactly. Right. You can say that. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it's true. Yeah, I, it's it's a hard job. It's not an easy job, but you should be so happy that you you know you made it that you treat people well and exactly. you just enjoy yourself. Just and, be appreciative. Yeah, and people remember Always. that. Yeah. Um, Oliver, you mentioned Hollywood. Yes. Let's talk about that because many years ago, it might have been like yeah. 2008, we maybe knew each other for like a year. I took you to E! Entertainment Television and we pitched a show called Hollywood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's and kind of changed a little bit, I yes, think. Yes, of course. Yeah. But I mean, we that was years ago and now all these years later, I yeah. think it's coming to fruition. It's finally coming to fruition. Yeah, explain Hollywood. It's um, Hollywood without the H. Cause yeah, because of call Hollywood. Hollywood. So like the opening segment is me and my dog because my dog kind of I guess has become Georgie in cartoon form partner in crime well your yeah, dog is here I should say this is she, our first she ends up coming everywhere with me. this is your first the first dog we've had on the podcast there you go she uh, she sits in all my interviews and blah blah people seem to I guess it helps someone mentioned the other day a publicist people. said it really yeah it really calms people when they turn up and they're going to do an interview especially if it's someone you know um, I won't name names but someone that's you surprisingly is very nervous in an interview you, know, yeah. you can see them sweating they see a dog and they pet the dog <laughs> right. and it helps them somewhat. that's kind of cool that's um, what they do it, in hospitals with elder people that's true yeah exactly but it's also yeah. like a you know a mascot she becomes the mascot exactly exactly so the opening segment is us climbing the you know arriving from England climbing the Hollywood Hills and the sign and pushing the H off and it's Hollywood has it been animated yet? it's been animated oh my yeah, gosh looks, I have to see good. this um, and then uh, the uh, the concept behind the show is basically me you know I've done thousands of interviews now on a, on a sofa yes. and it gets quite boring especially if you're on a press junket you know it's great if you're the first interview but if right. you're their 35th interview right and you've got to try and interest them in some way how do you do that by the way do you ask like funny questions or try to come up with something they haven't been asked all day you do but the trouble is when it's a press junket you'll normally have like Paramount or Universal rep there so they want you to stay to the movie right and after the 35th interview (laughs) of staying to the movie you can't really ask anything original right Um, so anyway and you know we know you know celebrities as friends and blah 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 they have so much that they do outside of their life other than just promoting films and 
when you go on a lot of these chat shows, it seems to be the basis of it. So I thought, why not do something that they love? So the aspect behind it is whatever they want to do, whatever they're so passionate about, it can be anything. It's a great um, idea. I do a day with them so the fans get to see what they love to do. And it's sometimes it's not something like they tweet about or that they would Instagram. So you don't even know. So it's like a hobby. Exactly. But, so like, but also that puts them at ease too because they're in well, their surroundings. And they're always going to be, the chances are, they're always going to be better than me. So like <laughs> right. Vanessa Hudgens took me to the Millennium. We went and done a ballet class. Right. Um, which is hilarious. I'm in tights and, you know, there's a comedy that I'm so stiff I can hardly, stiff as in, sorry, supple, not very supple. In England, we say stiff as, <laughs> not stiff as in the. They say stiff here kind. too. They do, for okay. Being sore. Yeah. Um, oh, sore? I don't know if Not sore, but not being flexible. Not being flexible. Anyway. There's a lot of meaning. <laughs> anyway, um, so she took me to do that. And then after the actual activity, you go to a place of their choice, whether it's a little coffee shop or restaurant or cool. anyway. So it has a travel aspect, you know, so people can see where their favorite place to eat is or right. their favorite but then place they can to have never, a coffee. Then they can never go there exactly. again. <laughs> yeah, this is true. Like Vanessa is like, this is my favorite coffee shop that no one knows I go to. Here's now, the sign, yeah, here's yeah, the yeah. address. Exactly. But, you know, that's, no, know. That, with nowadays with paparazzi and of Twitter course. stuff, they're going to see it anyway. But I kind of like that, um, you know, you're, you're, you're on their turf. That's very unusual exactly, for a talk exactly. show. Usually they come to a studio. Yeah, and, and you get the comedy out of it. And surprisingly, because it's their, they're so comfortable, they open up so much more. You know, yeah. you're going to see them in a different environment. So that was the... So we've shot the shot the uh, first episode and stuff like that, and there's a couple of we're just waiting to see which way it goes, who yeah. it goes to. A couple of people interested. So yeah, oh, so you shot it. that as a pilot, as a pilot. Oh, yeah. and it doesn't. You didn't have to do it for a specific. It's not part of Young Hollywood. No, Trium Trium Entertainment shot that. Mark oh, Coop that's to, uh, Yeah, Trium. Uh, Mark was uh, over at Reveille and he done like the Tudors and stuff like okay. that. And now he's done The Biggest Loser and awesome. Quite a good company. To I want to watch with. it. I want to watch the first. Yeah, episode. fingers crossed it's going to come out well. So uh, we'll see, and then yeah, and then just the Young Hollywood stuff is going great. Yeah. Well, I was going to say with, with, with Hollywood is that, um, I mean, I noticed this with the podcast. I've only had friends on so far, and I only want to have my friends on because there's just an ease in the in the conversation exactly. that you can't get. The, the best compliment I get is when people say, I feel like I'm eavesdropping on people having lunch or people on the phone. I'm yes. like, that's a great compliment. Stop right. eavesdropping. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, whoever's listening now is eavesdropping. Yeah, exactly. It's nice. It's nice. It's and just, I think it's, it's, it's nice cool. for everyone, you know? Right. And it's a cool um, way to find out how everyone made it. I want it to be inspirational to people. Right. And I think Hollywood, too. Uh, will humanize all these people. Right, exactly. You're watching them just having fun in their downtime when they're not working. They're not on yeah. a red carpet. Yeah, and it's nice. I mean, I had a conversation with someone the other day, and it's it's crazy in this entertainment news world how many times, how many networks, how many online media companies will like, will interview the same person for that same film yes. with the same info, with the same question. Yep, over and over. I mean, how can it be... How can it be benefiting i know um, well it ends up on a radio show it ends up right. on a tv show it ends up on a blog a website they just keep repurposing it you know right, there's exactly. just so many so ways it's, to get uh, it's crazy so it's nice to do something different for them and for me it's yeah. quite quite refreshing how'd you get so. into hosting um just randomly got asked to do it literally right. got asked and got thrown on a red carpet two days later really yeah do you remember what it was for yeah it was for uh the L- L- lg launch of scarlet you remember they were doing oh this my whole, gosh i remember and i remember you doing this yeah that was my first red with carpet. the big red tv yes yeah the big was big, it at, like the pacific design center thing? it was uh it was opposite the pacific design center yeah. on the other yeah the other the second side right. and it was on the roof the party was on the roof oh my god i remember and that, that was party. it and the weirdest thing was is because no one knew i was gonna you know i didn't even know i was gonna be doing a red carpet <laughs> and it's all my friends walking down right. the red carpet so i'm like hey and they're like oh my god and i guess that was quite it worked yeah. yeah because they they opened up to me and, and they like, stopped to talk to you exactly the people I, a lot of people i know who do entertainment reporting the hardest thing is to get the person to stop and talk right. to you i've you, now stopped doing red carpet yes. i mean i stopped a while ago to be honest i've probably done it for a year and i was like this is hell no you, no no yeah it. you do the studio i do studio at the four seasons although i did do the muppets premiere the other night that's because, fun 
because it was the Muppets and I just of wanted course. to meet the Muppets. Yeah, of course. Um, but that was still, after that, I was like, this is why I don't do red he, carpets. He didn't get Miss Piggy, so he oh, got you very hard That's my point about not having to have the relationship so they stopped. <laughs> exactly, exactly. She just um, didn't know you. She didn't know me. They, didn't, they, they actually drove you. by in cars. They didn't do any... They drove down the red carpet well, in a car. I think they I don't want to. I don't want to burst yeah. your bubble, but him. I think there are people <laughs> with their hands inside them. Uh, Hang on, controlling them. <laughs> Sorry, this isn't, that's not funny. Is that a joke? Uh, unfortunately, Is they're puppets. <laughs> Actually, you're not supposed to call them puppets. I heard cry. you're not supposed to. Call Next, them... you're going to tell me that Santa isn't real or something like that. Uh, no, Santa's real. Santa's real. It's just the puppets. Okay. Um, but I did hear you're not supposed to call them Muppets. Puppets. They get very upset. Muppets, yeah, they're Muppets. Yeah, you have to call Muppets, but so they didn't even get out of the car. No. They didn't get out of the car. They did at the end, and then I was like, I didn't want to see the, it's been one of those long days, right. I didn't want to see the movie. And That's kind of like, you're at Disney World, you walk into the wrong room, and you see like Mickey with his head off or something. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be like, oh my gosh, you never want to see them. Yeah, like, yeah, no, no. Out of costume. Um, <laughs> did you see the movie? I didn't see the Not movie. Yet. Okay, because I did hear the second one's great, and the, it has a lot to live up to, because I right. thought the first one was great. Yeah, I, I, uh, I hear it's really good. Um, yeah. But yeah, I didn't see the movie. But that's it's, kind of funny that you fell into that whole job. That's become yeah, a really quite, cool it's become, job. For you. It's become a legitimate job. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's good. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I enjoy it, and then obviously do the radio stuff that you know of and right. stuff like that. So let's so. talk about the radio show. So Lance Bass has a radio show. So I do stuff for them, but yes. then I've sort of filled in for Sirius a couple of times okay. on stuff. And well, you fill in for Lance when he's yeah, out of town. Yeah, yeah, I do that as well. And uh, it's Undirty I mean, radio pop. as you know, it's like this is I love it because it's easy. It's even better than hosting because you're not being watched, right? Um, so people come relaxed, and I feel that when you do a hosting show, because you're on camera, you know what you're wearing has a big impact on how you feel. Yes. So if you're all dressed up and glammed up, you feel like you have to act <laughs> a certain <laughs> right. way. Whereas if you turn up in your sweats and t-shirt, you're more casual and probably will act a fun way right. or naked. Well, you know, yeah, you that can was, be naked on radio as well. That was an we option all are today. Right now. Yeah, that's an option. Yeah, which no one knows. We are actually all naked <laughs> right now. Yeah, I yeah. tell people it's optional. Yeah. Um, and a couple more fun facts about Oliver Trevino. Just because we be talked so much be about careful. Laura. Be careful, my fiance is sitting here. Yes, but you were in a boy band called, oh, this is she, she called Northern this. Star. No, well, no, Northern Star didn't go very far, and then okay. I got signed in the US to be in the new new kids on the block. Oh, right. Yeah, and what happened was, to them? Um, very sad story, actually. Dick Scott, the guy behind it who done Boys to Men, the, the original new kids on the block, yes. Diana Ross, huge success. I'm a huge Boys to Men fan. He had a, uh, he had a heart attack and spent a good few months in hospital in Encino uh. and then passed away. Oh, my God. And then because of obviously, you know, I mean, we're talking, what is this, eight, nine, ten, ten years ago, longer than that even, um, we, uh, the music industry was very shallow, like it is anyway, and mm-hmm. it was like, we don't know what to do now. And they ended up putting the old new kids back together. Um, right. But that's what brought you out to L.A.? Music brought me out here, yeah. Oh, so originally. that's good. It yes. worked out. So through music, I met all the music lads, like Lance and everyone else. Right. And, yeah. um, and then, yeah, done the music stuff. I mean, and music's always been a been a huge passion of mine. I yeah. still love it now. Yeah. Would you do it again? I, I, yeah, I would. I would. I would now. It's funny because I gave up music because at, at that time I thought I was too old. So I gave up music at like 23 years old, 24, because I thought I was too old. Because at that time it was... Right, boy you didn't You didn't release, you didn't come out as a star over the age of 18, right. 20. You know, it just wasn't... But I feel like now the world's opened up and you can be a lot older. But I also think that... I don't know. I'd love to... I want to learn to play guitar just for my own personal hobby. And I still love songwriting. Yeah. Um, songwriting is a good... It's a good, good little release. Gig. It's like writing a love letter or writing a, you know... Well, the song... A hate letter. Well, now you're in love and engaged, so you have yeah. inspiration. yeah. 
but also, be like the opposite to Adele. <laughs> right, exactly. Happy songs. Yeah. But I feel like songwriters are like this are secretly the ones making all the money in music. Oh, massively, yeah. <laughs> massively making the money. Yeah. Usually, if you yeah, write so, the song, you own yeah, it. Yeah, so I enjoy that. I definitely want to... I spoke to a couple of friends recently. I definitely want to get back in the studio. I enjoy that environment. And um, what about acting? How do you feel about acting? Acting, I enjoy the guest stars. Well, here's the thing with me. Obviously, I grew up in entertainment. I grew up as a dancer and I'd done musicals and I went to theatre school. Yeah. And... Acting was, you know, what you have to learn. You have to learn in England, especially if you get a dance, if you get a performing arts scholarship, you have to learn dance, music, and theatre and acting. Right. Um, so there's no just doing one. You know, everyone kind of trains in them all equally. You have as many hours a week as dance as you have as many hours a week as theatre or plays or acting. Yeah. So I enjoy it, but I've never delved into the world of like, right, I'm going to do the American accent. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. So I kind of always end up guest starring on a show if. If a British criminal comes along or, exactly. you know, they need a bad boy or whatever, I, I've done a few roles like that. I actually went up for, a, you know, I, I've been up for a couple of shows recently. If it's, if it's a good part, if it's a good fit, I'll go up for it. So if someone turns around and says, right, we want a British guy that's 30 to mid 30s that Perfect. isn't well brought up, you know, I'm not going <laughs> to play the Queen's son. You can't say the yeah. number three. Yeah, I'm, I'm Cockney. Do you know what I mean? So right. lock, right. stock and two smoking barrels, number two. Exactly. I'll do, you know, um, so you'll, play, you'll play yourself. You'll play a version of yourself. Yeah, pretty much. That's right. as far as my acting will go. I'm no <laughs> Matthew McConaughey. I'm no Laura Vanderville. I'm no... Uh, um, so I'm not going to... I know what I can do. I know what's in my my reach. And, yeah. and I also love my hosting. It's like I, I, I really enjoy it. It's no... You'd rather play Oliver Trevino. I'd rather be me, yeah. <laughs> and it, there's no pressure and every day's different. And yeah. I don't have and to it's... go into a room. You know, that whole process that actors go through, the auditioning and stuff like right. that. Which I guess hosts go through to some extent, but it's a little less... Well, once you land the gig as a host... You can... Well, you're working, yeah. yeah you're Whereas working. going to trying to... You know, and I, I really have my hats off. I don't think a lot of people realise that in this world that aren't in this world. But that roller coaster ride... That right. actors go through is so brutal. Well, we, so brutal. We only hear about the roles you get, and that's why exactly. And you know, you and sit, we've only talked about that today, so we've mentioned all the highlights. But right, there are right. you know, yeah, peaks these, and valleys. People sit at home for hours. They get their scripts. They learn. They become this character. They go in a room. They get told they've done amazing. They get called back <laughs> in again. They get told by everyone they're amazing. They get called by their agents and managers and saying you've done amazing. The part's yours. Yeah. You start to think you have the part. You oh, start yeah. to live the life if you've got the part and then you get the phone call that you didn't get it and you're crushed and you're back to the square one and you go again right. and talking I, about a recent personal experience <laughs> for you really? for, for him no no but it's 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 what people what i see people go i've seen it before yeah. and now yeah. i experienced it right which makes you really then feel like oh god these people go through this enduring pilot season weekly yeah it Daily. takes it takes thick skin you know and i don't think people realize that who aren't in the in the you know acting world or the entertainment world that really there's a lot of unglamorous parts and a lot of heartache and a lot of yeah you know disappointment that really if you're not if you don't get strong enough can just pull you in such a dark right. hole it's interesting because what i've learned working on films is that you know sometimes the actor comes in and doesn't look the part and so they don't get it because it's not what you had in mind but also you cannot look the part and then you know, show people something they didn't think right. of yeah, it and book it. Ways. It goes one of two ways. Either you walk in and they're like, no, that's not who we had in mind. Or they're like, that's not what we had in mind, but we like this. Right. And so so often you'll hear they loved you, but you're not quite what they wanted. Right. Or they went in a different direction. Or, right. you know, you get the sides and it says they want one thing. You're like, I'm nothing like this. But then but you go in and then they're like, we'll make it work. I can turn right? it around. Yeah. yeah. We, I, Laura, you can for sure play this guy that's John. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you might win a, an Oscar for that. The transgender thing I worked for Jared Leto. <laughs> yeah, this is this has opened up a whole new world for actors. Now females can go up for male roles. Yeah. Males uh-huh. can go up to. And you win awards. Yeah. yeah. Um, another epiphany I had actually for, that you just reminded me of. The first movie I worked on, I interned for Jeff Wadlow on his movie Cry Wolf, uh-huh. and it was like this million dollar movie. He had won a contest, the Chrysler Million Dollar Film Festival, and Jeff came on the podcast um, over the summer. He wrote and directed Kick Ass too, so we talked a lot. But I remember interning for him during the casting process on the Universal lot and each character it was like a high school private school kind of uh horror thriller movie and um like there would be five choices for each role so so we put the um each character name along the wall and then each headshot down the wall like five each role and I just remember looking at it this is like 2003 looking at this wall and thinking how many times has the second position person been second and they don't know that they were so right. close. All you need is the person above you on the list to say no. And then if that person says no, it'll go to you. But how many times right. you know, are you the second? And if you only knew that, maybe you would, you know, it'll keep you from giving up because you're so close. You right. know what I mean? Or it makes you more frustrated. Or more frustrated, right. I'd almost rather not know that, that I you were second. close right. than... But sometimes they only call back two actors right. and you know that you were second. It's crazy. Yeah, there's a brutal part of the world that people don't see. But I will say the bright side is a lot of times, especially what I've seen with my friends, is that you didn't get one thing and like the next week maybe you book something else. Right. That you wouldn't have done. One door closes. One door closes another door. Which is every day, everyone's life, I think. Everything everything happens for a reason. Yeah. What advice do you, Laura, do you give people who tell you I want to be an actress? Do you recommend it or do you say Um, it has to be the only thing you want? Well, my joke response to that is take fountain. Mm-hmm. But, oh well, yeah. Uh, How do you make it as an actress, right? Um, but seriously, I mean, if if I have girls come up to me and say, you know, like at conventions, I'll have girls that come up to me and say they'd like to be an actress. Do I have any advice? They're in school for acting. Yeah. So then I'll give advice, whatever it may be. But if someone says to me that they want to put their child in it, or you know, modeling for their child, right? I'm really hesitant because a, it's not the child's decision at that point, right? Um, and it's a lot of stress for a child. I was at an audition yesterday and there was two kids uh, sitting there. You know, they don't care about their lines. They're playing with each other and chatting. And the dads are very serious and like, do you know your lines and drilling them? And they have no interest in being there. Hmm. Um, so I don't really condone people putting their children into it unless they're old enough to make that decision. Right. Um, but for adults who make the decision themselves, I, I say you got to have a thick skin, which mm-hmm. I'm still trying to get. Um, you got to let it go after the audition, throw the sides out, move forward. That's smart. I actually throw them out in the audition after, not in the room, right? but when I'm leaving in the parking lot. Exactly. <laughs> so oh, I would be like, you know, I actually, I should do that. Throw them out in front <laughs> of the director. Throw it on the floor, like dropping the mic. <laughs> They'll be and like, just walk wow, right. she doesn't give up. She doesn't care. But really, I care so much. Right. But that's um, an issue. I've never heard that. So you throw them out in, the, them in out. the office and just go home and Throw them not out think in the parking it. lot in the office, wherever, because right. it's just like a physical way to be like, I'm done. I did everything I could. I'm putting it out there. That's it. And they'll call me if they need me. Yeah. Yeah. Even though I'll harass my agent for a couple of days after. Right. But. Um, and pace the room. And, and pace the room. <laughs> right. So, yeah, advice is try to get a thick skin. Let it go after the fact. Um, and, uh, you know. Enjoy it as much as you can because for so long growing up, I didn't. I took it so seriously. I never had fun. Right. Because I was so determined to like make it and make it by meaning like not doing kids shows, being a, an actor that was taken seriously, not the girl next door who takes her shirt, whatever. Off. Right, right. I really wanted to be taken seriously. So um, also I would say just enjoy it because, you know, yes, there's a, a serious aspect to it. But if you're not having fun, it doesn't come across 
um, it just doesn't translate. And since I've been enjoying what I do lately, I'm, I feel more free with the dramatic scenes, with the emotional scenes, with the fun scenes. I'm, I'm more me. I'm not just, you know, trying hard to impress people. I'm right. enjoying it, which you see. Matthew McConaughey, you, you know he's enjoying it. Every scene is different. He's so spontaneous. Even his scene in Wolf of Wall Street, he had that one scene at, yeah. at the brunch. Yeah. He was doing strange things with his hands. His voice was changing. He was clicking. It was just he very was being unique. Matthew McConaughey, yeah. yeah. In that so moment. I think have fun. Just like enjoy the experience. It's the journey, not the destination, as they say. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the last thing we do here at the podcast, which you might know if you guys have listened, but uh, it's called the mystery question. And Lance actually stole this on Dirty Pop. Yes. He calls it the Gursky question. Yes, we have but, it on the show. Yes. I have my guest from the last podcast uh, leave a question in an envelope for the guest on my I next podcast. That. Yes. And they don't know who it's going to be. And I don't know the question. It's sealed in an envelope. So the guest on the last podcast, before our Oscar prediction podcast, uh, the guest we had was Kellen Lutz. And he was here for Hercules. Mm -hmm. Uh, You guys know Kellen. Mm -hmm. Yes. And so Kellen left a a mystery question in this envelope. I'll give it to you. You can rip it. I'll give it to Laura. You can rip it in front of the mic so we can hear it. And you can read the question. And that's how we end the podcast. And then I'll give you a card. And you'll leave a mystery question for whoever the next guest may be. What's Kellen Lutz's mystery question? What are you wearing? No, I'm kidding. (laughs) If he knew who it was. What does it say? If you were to spend Valentine's Day with Kellen Lutz. Oh, my God. What would your dream day be like? Well, he's lucky it's a girl that got that question. Let me take this question. <laughs> you take it. Well, Kellen. <laughs> it would start music off. behind this. Yeah, we got, we got oh, music. Oh, we should add some romantic music. How would you do it? Hi, Kellen. <laughs> if we were to spend Valentine's Day together, you would pick me up wearing that tight tuxedo that I know you so well. <laughs> Maybe we'd have a driver and have a few drinks. We could go down the PCH to Malibu, eat at a nice restaurant with the ocean view, maybe watch the sunset. Then we could drive home. You could caress me with your okay. arms. Okay. <laughs> You've really Dancing. thought about this. You've thought about a dream date with Kellen before. That was good, right? Good that was pretty good. Well, Laura, uh, you it, doesn't, it. it doesn't you have to be with it. Kellen Lutz, but a what's date. a dream date? Or how did you two spend Valentine's Day? How did we spend Valentine's Day? Did you ask me that? Mm-hmm. We're going to break up on air. <laughs> <laughs> I made breakfast. Yes. And I made dinner too, I think. That oh, night. we went to Little oh, Door. We went to Little Door. But the, no, the night before I did a big dinner. And okay. I li- put balloons and four, four gifts in the bedroom and kissed all the balloons. And there was notes in each balloon. Like That's coupons, romantic, romantic coupons. And I've still got a lot of them left. Yeah. You didn't cash in yet? I've Just cashed in a couple. Okay. Them. Yeah. That's um, so cute. And what would your dream date be? Um, it doesn't have to be with Kellen Lutz. It can be with Oliver Trevino. Well, it could be. With Kellen. No. <laughs> oh, he's already on a dream date with you. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> on the so PC. when you're away with Kellen having a dream date, <laughs> um, I, I think it would be a full day thing. Okay. It would be like, wake up, go on a hike. Um, take, take notes, Oliver. See, this shocks me, though, because Laura's like, Laura's hard to get. For a few hours and get her mind switched off. Well, that's why she wants an entire that day. When you herself. say a full day, this would be. Uh, I Go remember on that a when hike. we when we first started dating. I wanted to take her to the beach. Okay, and that was hard to get you away for a couple of hours. Because it was well, to, when we went to dinner. Or, okay, uh, that was my birthday. Oh yeah, yeah, it was a few hours. Yeah. What was your first? okay? Continue your dream okay, day. Yeah. Your dream okay, day. So you have the whole day. Continue. <laughs> um, I would say a hike. Um, go for like a nice coffee in Larchmont. Look at some stores. Um, maybe shop a little. 
Uh, that works. Go for like a nice brunch at Cafe Midi or something attached to American Rag. Yeah. Just like it there. I like it there. Um, and uh, then shower, go to sushi at Izakaya. Great choice. And go see a movie. And, uh, and then go to bed and watch uh, The Walking Dead. That's a great day. <laughs> With some pink berry. Which, by the way, pretty much is Laura's Valentine's Day every day. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you know what to do. To I do that happy. most days. Yeah. That yeah. sounds great. Yeah. I love that. Um, well, I will give you a card and an envelope, and you will leave a question for our next guest, whoever it may be. And it could be any question in the world. Okay. Uh, and that's a wrap on episode 35. That was so much fun. I love it. I love I it. Love I love having Brett. you guys yes. here. That was really nice. Thank you. Brett. I love having my friends here. Thank you, Oliver Trevino, for being here. Thank you, Brett. It's a pleasure. Thank you, Lauren Vandervoort. Thanks for saying you're, you're right. <laughs> oh, of course. Oh, I'm good with names. Oh, that's good. Uh, tune into Bitten Please. on the Sci-Fi Channel, everybody. And hashed, what's the hashtag? Uh, Renew Bitten. Renew Bitten. I mean, we're going to tweet that. Yes. Pick up Maxim Magazine. And, yes. And take at Bitten TV. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, follow at Bitten TV. Yes, Okay, yes, yes. I'm going to do that. Thanks. And watch Oliver on Young Hollywood. Look for Hollywood. Look for Hollywood. And listen to uh, Dirty Pop with Lance Bass on Sirius XM. What is it? Monday through Friday, 3 to 5 LA time. 3 to 5 Pacific time, XM 109. Yeah. Cosmo, stars, I don't know. Yeah. And Find you can it. Hear it. What do they call you on, on Lance? The governor. the governor. The governor. They call yeah. me the movie guru. The movie guru. I'll take Which it. you are, yeah. I'll take it. I don't quite know why the governor. I think the first ever show, they were like, they just stuck as being British, I guess. Yeah. Could have been a lot worse. I've been called a lot worse. So I'm glad that stuck. <laughs> I was yeah. the Canadian. You're, You're the, the Canadian. Canadian. Yeah. Yeah, token Canadian. Well, aren't you the first lady if he's the governor once you oh, get yeah, married? Yes, I'm the first oh, yeah. lady. Yeah, they're gonna but I like the governor now because I started watching Walking Dead. Yeah, ah. there's a governor on there yeah. ah. who I hate on that show. Well, Walking That's Dead right. is how Laura would like to spend the perfect date. Yes. Keep that in mind. We do. We do yeah. most days. Yeah. yeah. Well, this was great, guys. It was Thank good. You. Thank you so much. That's a wrap on episode 35. Thank you guys for being here. We'll see you in three hours. I'll see you at a birthday party <laughs> in a couple hours. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening, and I will talk to you next time. Bye. Wait for Hollywood. Wait for Hollywood. It's so misunderstood, so keep fighting on. When all hope is gone, you live and you learn. The tables will turn, so shine like you should. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.